Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Isaiah chapter 33. Woe to you, destroyer, you who have not been destroyed. Woe to you, betrayer, you who have not been betrayed. When you stop destroying, you will be destroyed. When you stop betraying, you will be betrayed. Lord, be gracious to us. We long for you. Be our strength every morning, our salvation in time of distress. At the uproar of your army, the peoples flee. When you rise up, the nations scatter. Your plunder, O nations, is harvested by a young locust. Like a swarm of locusts, people pounce on it. The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. He will fill Zion with his justice and righteousness. He will be the sure foundation for your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. Look, the brave men cry aloud in the streets. The envoys of peace weep bitterly. The highways are deserted. No travelers are on the roads. The treaty is broken. Its witnesses are despised. No one is respected. The land dries up and wastes away. Lebanon is ashamed and withers. Sharon is like the Arabah, and Bashan and Carmel drop their leaves. Now I will arise, says the Lord. Now will I be exalted. Now will I be lifted up. You conceived chaff. You gave birth to straw. Your breath is a fire that consumes you. The peoples will be burned to ashes. Like cut thorn bushes, they will be set ablaze. You who are far away, hear what I have done. You who are near, acknowledge my power. The sinners in Zion are terrified. Trembling grips the godless. Who of us can dwell with the consuming fire? Who of us can dwell with everlasting burning? Those who walk righteously and speak what is right, who reject gain from extortion and keep their hands from accepting bribes, who stop their ears against plots of murder and shut their eyes against contemplating evil. They are the ones who will dwell on the heights, whose refuge will be the mountain fortress. Their bread will be supplied and water will not fail them. Your eyes will see the king in his beauty, and a land that stretches afar. In your thoughts you will ponder the former terror. Where is that chief officer? Where is the one who took the revenue? Where is the officer in charge of the towers? You will see those arrogant people no more, people whose speech is obscure, whose language is strange and incomprehensible. Look on Zion, the city of our festivals. Your eyes will see Jerusalem, a peaceful abode, a tent that will not be moved. Its stakes will never be pulled up, nor any of its ropes broken. There the Lord will be our mighty one. It will be like a place of broad rivers and streams. No galley with oars will ride them. No mighty ship will sail them. For the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, 
The Lord is our king. It is he who will save us. Your riggings hang loose. The mast is not held secure. The sail is not spread. Then an abundance of spoils will be divided, and even the lame will carry off plunder. No one living in Zion will say, I am ill. And the sins of those who dwell there will be forgiven. So, this is initially about Assyria. Clearly, uh, the words, woe to the destroyer, you who have not been destroyed, woe to you, betrayer, you who have not been betrayed. This is alluding to um, Assyria and the pending spoil of Israel. Or perhaps Isaiah was pinning it from the south after the northern kingdom had been destroyed. The timing is a little bit um, obscure. But whatever the case, Isaiah then offers up a prayer for protection against the spoiler. So my personal belief is this was probably prior to or during the siege of Jerusalem, which failed. And um, after the destruction of the northern kingdom, verse 2, Lord, be gracious to us. We long for you. Be our strength every morning, our salvation in time of distress. At the uproar of your army, the peoples flee. When you rise up, the nations scatter. Now, indeed, as a heartfelt prayer from Isaiah, that was answered. You may recall that uh, Sennacherib at the gates of Jerusalem was defeated by the angel of the Lord in response to the prayers of Hezekiah and uh, Isaiah. The angel of the Lord killed 187,000 Assyrians in one night at the very gates of Jerusalem while Jerusalem was under siege. So the Lord was gracious to them. He was their strength. He was their salvation in the time of distress. That actually happened. Next, there's a a couple of verses that sound almost psalm-like, saying that Israel will ultimately receive justice and salvation from the Lord. Verse 5, the Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. He will fill Zion with his justice and righteousness. He will be the sure foundation for your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. Now, I like that whole passage, uh, both for Isaiah's day and for ours as well. It goes on to say that Israel will endure a season of devastation, but after the devastation, the Lord will arise. Verse 10, now will I arise, says the Lord, now I will be exalted. Now I will be lifted up. And so this coming exaltation of the Lord is in view. And when he comes, he'll be like a consuming fire. Verse 14, the sinners in Zion are terrified. Trembling grips the godless. Who of us can dwell with the consuming fire? Who of us can dwell with everlasting burning? Now, friends, that fire is not the fire of human adversaries. That fire is the fire of God that comes uh, to burn up the dross in mankind. How do I know that? Because the godless are trembling. Those who are are godly are not trembling. It goes on to tell us who will survive the fiery coming of the Lord. Verse 15, those who walk righteously and speak what is right, who reject gain from extortion and keep their hands from accepting bribes, who stop their ears against plots of murder and shut their eyes against contemplating evil. They are the ones who will dwell on the heights, whose refuge will be the mountain fortress. Their bread will be supplied, and their water will not fail them. So the 
converse is implied that the, the wicked will suffer, but the righteous will be blessed. Next comes the beautiful king. Verse 17, your eyes will see the king in his beauty. This reference in context may have been talking about an earthly king, but prophetically, it's speaking of Jesus, our king, and uh, his second coming. Every eye will see the king coming in his beauty. When he comes, we'll no longer even remember our former adversaries. It says, in your thoughts, you will ponder the former terror, and you will say, where is the officer? Where is the one who took the tax revenue? Where are the arrogant people? All this will be gone and forgotten. Jerusalem and Israel will be ruled directly by the Lord in the Messianic kingdom. Verse 20, look on Zion, the city of our festivals. Your eyes will see Jerusalem as a peaceful abode, a tent that will not be moved. Its stakes will never be pulled up, nor any of its ropes broken. The Lord will be our mighty one. It will be like a place of broad rivers and streams. Verse 22, for the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. It is he who will save us. And friends, you may recall, Jesus' name means Yahweh saves. So Yahweh will come and save the people of God. In this time, this chapter closes with a, a verse from the Messianic age. No one living in Zion will be able to say, I'm sick. Nobody will, there'll be no sickness. And the sins of those who dwell there will be forgiven. Universal forgiveness will be part of the Messianic age for those who uh, the Lord desires to have there with him, for those who are in Christ. So Lord, we recognize this, um, this powerful prophetic chapter. We pray, Lord, that the beautiful King would come and be gracious to us. Lord, you're exalted in our hearts. Be exalted in all the earth. Let your fear be part of our nature. Let us fear you. Let us treasure you, Lord, and and I look forward to you coming. We know that your coming will be like that of a consuming fire. May there be something good in us that survives the fire, that part of us that's like Jesus, Lord. Help us to be more like Christ every day that we live. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.